Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the journalism.co.uk podcast. I'm Caroline Scott and in this week's episode we take a look at the workings of Guardian Documentaries, the publisher's strand for short form documentary. The small team at Guardian Documentaries might only commission 20 short films a year, but they annually receive more than 1,500 pitches from all four corners of the world. Charlie Phillips, head of documentaries, revamped the publisher's offering just over two years ago when they carried out research into their audience's preferences. He told me the Guardian audience is curious, they're interested in long-form journalism and they want to learn new things, some of which they might never have heard about or knew existed. It's about finding the best stories from all around the world that really incredible international documentary makers are making at the moment and showcasing them on The Guardian. But we also do more than just showcase them. We support them from quite early in their lives, help them to be told in the best way possible and that's going to communicate best with our audience and then also supporting things like their festival run and their awards run and just generally trying to showcase them to the biggest possible audience. Here's a clip from the short film The Internet Warriors which takes a look at the people that get so angry online. As you might imagine the language they use is not polite or PC so if you have little ones around you might want to put headphones on. When migrants were blocking the road in Calais, in France, I wrote, just run the fuckers over. I'm so bored. I'm so bored. Ain't changing it. We should just fucking run them over. Send a lot of them back. Don't care where they come from, just send them. Send them all to Turkey. Because they're all coming through there. Who are the people who spend their lives debating online? And how did the discourse become so polarised? Why do so many use the internet to threaten, harass and stretch freedom of speech to its limits? And are they as angry in person as they are online? All of our commissions come from independent filmmakers or production companies pitching us their ideas. So we get loads of submissions coming in it's it's probably about 1500 a year uh, and we do maybe like 20 films in one year so we have an an abundance of really good proposals coming into us and that's pretty much where everything we do comes from so we'll get the ideas in we'll discuss them on a daily basis if we like something we'll have lots of conversations back and forth with the filmmakers, just to check that we're on the same page about the film we each want to make, and then you know, hopefully we'll go forward and do the film. But that's like one of the joys of the job, that we're getting all these amazing ideas coming in from all corners of the world, and it, it like covers almost all subjects, it covers almost all territories. Um, it's just really exciting seeing what comes in, and we've got a very open mind on what we end up doing so we don't tend to set particular subjects or um, messages that we want to get out there it really is about responding to the stories that people are finding because we really want to do access driven stories and so we're looking for people with access to communities and people and places and situations that, that we, we may not have even imagined 
existing. So it's a genuine surprise when the best ideas come in. Subjects explored within Guardian documentaries have really ranged. There's one on alternative wedding nuptials from around the world, another on gang rape culture in India, and recently, a story of a black teenager who lost his identity when he made friends with racists in England. Another warning, this clip contains swear words and verbal racial abuse that many will find offensive. And he said something, he was like, oh, he's a fucking nigger. He's a fucking black cunt. It's like, not you, Cornelius, I'm not talking about you. I'm, I'm talking, talking about, about your friend. And in that moment, I just like, I'm not proud of it. I just said, yeah, cool. Like, I get it. They are designed to be evergreen because documentaries are comparatively expensive and they take a longer time to make than a, than a news video, uh, which is a lot of what the rest of the team do. So we need to make sure that we can justify the time and the money that's going to go into a 20-minute doc. And that means that it has to serve the test of time. So it has to remain relevant in like six months or in a year. Having said that, we, we are a news organisation and so we've always got a firm eye on how the stories we do relate to the contemporary world. The publisher works with filmmakers from the beginning of a project to ensure the treatment is right for its audience. It's not looking for beautifully written, detailed pitches, just enough to prove that the story should be told in documentary format, with a clear vision in mind. Generally when people email us their ideas, I'm looking for a really clear idea of how the filmmaker is going to tell the story visually. And that really matters to us, that it's going to be told with visual flair. Um, people will have seen in the recent films we've put out that they have a very distinctive visual style to most of them. And we, we want stuff to be told with visual ambition. So I really like people to tell me what we're going to see on screen. So how, how are the images going to communicate to us? How are you going to tell a story in a specifically visual way and often people make the mistake of writing us a treatment that's like a beautifully written treatment but it just reads like a written piece doesn't really tell you what you're going to see on screen so we want to be convinced that the only way this story could be told is through a documentary film treatment rather than a written piece or a photo essay or you know whatever else people do here in or can do here in the guardian like we it has to justify itself as a documentary so that's often what we're looking for um but we're also often looking for like proper originality and surprise so it has to pass that test of like is this telling me something i didn't already know is this surprising me like do i have to watch to the end of this film because I've just genuinely never read anything about this or seen this before. Like, does it feel like a genuine surprise? So we want a range of treatments, and the strand is defined by being varied, and I think people appreciate it for being varied, because there's not just one way of doing a documentary, so we, we want to represent almost all styles of documentary. Um, but we do look at things on a case-by-case basis, so... I love the way that Black Sheep is approached with the kind of hybrid drama doc style. I love the way Skip Day is the most 
brilliantly traditional kind of documentary making it's completely observational but we wouldn't necessarily want to do the whole strand like either of those it's about matching the story to the right treatment and very much about a filmmaker convincing us of the style in which they want to make the thing you might not always say yes because you just might not like it but you have a, it's much easier for you to say yes or no and if you say yes you get really excited about it because it's such a clear vision the thing that's hardest as a commissioner is when there's uncertainty about about what you're going to get the films commissioned by the guardian are roughly 15 to 20 minutes long but with news organizations trying to keep audiences engaged on their content for longer i asked charlie how his team are able to get viewers to focus in on long-form videos my feeling on viewers attentions online is that it's not necessarily true that that everyone has really short attention spans when they watch online video. I think it's a bit of a like mirage people have because because they think of what they do on Twitter and they think of scrolling through Twitter and of course you're not going to watch a video that's more than 30 seconds on Twitter and that's how most people spend their days in, in our world. But people still watch TV for an hour. People can still go to the cinema and watch 90-minute films. Like There is an appetite for films of all length but you just have to communicate to people how long a film is and where the best place to watch it is so the way we've designed the documentary platform encourages lean back immersive viewing and encourages you to realise that this is a proper film that you're going to need to devote a bit more time to and probably watch it on desktop. Like, you know, we get more views on desktop than of most of the Guardian videos. Um, you, you might want to make an appointment to view. You might want to watch it on your smart TV through the YouTube app or the Vimeo app. Um, by doing that, the length of the film sort of ceases to be an issue in traditional online terms because you're not necessarily watching it in the way people think of as online viewing, i.e. on your mobile, on the bus on Twitter, like of course I know people aren't going to watch 20 minutes in that format, but they will watch it in other places, in other formats, if that makes sense. So, And also, online video is so young and ever-developing that to say that there's like written commandments of how people consume it, I just think is totally ridiculous. Like, if it's a good film, people will watch it. So if your news organisation is looking to venture into the documentary space, just how do you go about getting started? Here's Charlie's advice. My main thing is to find a niche that defines your strand. So, you know, and a niche can be a big niche, obviously. Like, we want to get big audiences for our films, but I don't think you should necessarily look at what other people are doing, including looking at what we're doing with Guardian Documentaries, and feel like you need to completely copy that. Because if someone else is doing that thing, then it might be better to just try and do something slightly different. And I think that's true not just of documentaries, but like all video strands and all news organisations. Like just find the particular niches that are going to give you an individual voice. And, and also that match what you think our audience or their, their audience is most looking for. So the whole documentaries offering we do is based on a an idea that our the Guardian audience is adventurous and interested in long-form journalism and interested in learning new things and, and sort of has the intelligence and the curiosity to watch what could be a complicated 20-minute film. 
um, at other organisations and other editorial teams, it might be they've got a different conception of their audience and they could do something that's really different but would be just as successful because the audience had different expectations. So um, I get in our case that was partly based on doing audience research and just literally asking them what they wanted from a doc strand and we, we did two rounds of that um, and I think sort of doing that research piece and also looking at reactions to the films always ends up feeding back into what you're doing. A big thank you to Charlie Phillips for speaking with us for this week's podcast and if you at home would like to check out some of the short films produced by his team head over to www.theguardian.com forward slash documentaries. For more podcasts from journalism.co.uk please visit our website.